Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, another brand spanking new edition. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas, as they say, here on the Sunday card, episode for week number 16. Can you believe it? It is Christmas week. It is today's Festivus for the rest of us. It is a great time to be alive. The airing of grievances, and let me tell you, I got a lot of problems with a lot of teams. I got a lot of problems with a lot of teams, Matty Ice. Matty Ice is here in the building. Dan Zampano talking to you right now. And I think, you know, we had a good run there, but the Oracle, the Bet the Narrative loses this week, and, and, and Lemon Pepper Lou has not some explaining to do. I think that, you know, we were duped. We were, you know, I'm actually happy about it because the Patriots – Got a very timely loss, but Maddie, we got we got duped this week, man. Yeah, we have a couple teams together that we have some grievances mm. for. Uh, our mind melts negative week last week, a one and two week last week, and there is no way it should not have been two and one with that Packers game. I literally, I was switched. I was switched over to the four o'clock games. I I wasn't yep. watching Reds anymore. I was switched, and my roommate walks by. Our friend Triple P, player prop price goes. Oh, 30 to 31 Ravens. He points at the bottom line. I go, what? What happened? How are we not covering this game anymore? Uh, Tyler Huntley is just the magic man. That was, without a doubt, the most brutal one, I would say. But I'm not sure what's worse, losing at the end or having four chances, four inside the five-yard line and going 0 for 16 on four opportunities for the Atlanta Falcons, who I just I I'm sorry, Matt. Like I was really pissed at myself last week. I just I said to myself, I said, you know what? Maybe Matt's right. Maybe maybe the Falcons are are legit. And then that happens, and I said, I deserve everything I got. Merry Christmas! You get freaking black and red coal in your stockings. <laughs> yeah, I just. Anytime it's a true recipe. Like I've been able to dance around that team. They've done me dirty most of the time, but if, if it's a, if it's a mind meld ever again, we have to, we just have to flip. We have to fade ourselves. If the ad ever happens again, we just have to look each other right in the eyes and just say, we're making a mistake right here. If, so if we both end up on the same side of the Falcons, just got to, got a man in the suit. So that's the rule. <laughs> that's the rule. Basically we are both yeah. mind meld on the Falcons. It's an automatic other team play automatic switch it just it's gonna happen put it in the log put it in the log just got to time stamp that time stamp that lewis time stamp that that was freaking brutal that's absolutely <laughs> brutal but uh we do get one and it's pittsburgh and pittsburgh ends up god bless, and we didn't do the lucky. one we didn't deserve we got lucky. you know i mean sometimes you'd rather be lucky than good four turnovers by the titans in the second half yeah, I mean, they really gave that one up. But, I mean, that's a, it was – at the same time, it was why we took them, you know. Yep. The better the better defense against this offense that just has not gotten going since Henry's been out. And, they, you know, they don't have anybody right now, obviously. They're getting A.J. Brown people back for this week. But still no Derrick Henry, which has just proven to be massive for them. You know, they can't run their offense that they normally want to run. And they're fumbling. Fumbling. Like those guys are fumbling. Fumbleitis going on. The Pittsburgh Steelers are still alive. For an AFC playoff spot. Can you believe that? Not just that, but with the Browns losing to the Raiders, which was shocking to me, um, that was 
it, it puts the Steelers in a position where, I mean, I know they're playing the, the, the um, <clears throat> who the heck are the Steelers even playing this week? I can't even remember now that I'm blanking, but uh, I know the Steelers Chiefs. have a tough game. The Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Steelers have a tough game. Browns have a tough game at Green Bay. So now is this Bengals Ravens game, a, a de facto AFC North championship? That's what I was just going to say. This is, I mean, that that's a game that feels like we've said that for so many weeks though, is like, this is going to decide the AFC North, but it's just, we're it's that division has just been nuts. Everybody's had their chance at the top and everybody's had their chance at the bottom. It's just, Oh, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And, and, you know, now I expect both the Browns and the Steelers to probably lose, but man, that game, I mean, the next few weeks, and then they've all got to play each other. So it's even going to be even crazier. Maddie, you did get a victory with the Houston Texans. Nobody, I didn't see anybody believing in the Houston Texans this week. Injuries, um, Davis Mills starting, the Jags fired Urban Meyer, so that's magically going to cure themselves. I mean, and we didn't even talk about it because it didn't happen until after we did the show. So, I mean, you even had a better reason to bet the Jaguars. And lo and behold, you stuck to your guns. Had the worst number. I I, I was kind of, I texted you, I was like, oh, you know, I kind of wish I could fix, you know, change this pick because the whole reason is how Urban looked like a dead man. But uh, that team, they're still bad. They're still really, really bad. Yep. And we ended up getting out. But yeah, they were, they became super public after the Urban firing. Everybody got on the, the trend of, of, you know, team winning after those, the coach was fired, which just did not come through. And that one, we, again, we really didn't have to worry about that much. But blow right past the wins is where we just care more about the losses. Yeah. No points out of Tom Brady in the Sunday night game in the spot where we always take the Saints and we just – Oh, I just, we just didn't listen to ourselves. I just didn't listen to Peyton being out. Got me scared. Like, you know, Sean Payton's the reason why. Taysom Hill, I mean, they scored nine points and they win that game. Just horrible. I didn't, I did not watch the second half of that game. That was painful. Yeah. Honestly, probably one of the best defensive performances I've ever seen against Brady because I've been watching the man in the arena like nonstop. And that was Giants esque right there. I mean, that Mm. was unbelievable. They got after him, they stopped the run. But, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. You lose Mike Evans, you lose Chris Godwin, you lose Leonard Fournette all in the same game. You know, might have a bit of an impact, <laughs> just saying. Changes but, the game plan a yeah, little bit. Just just a tad when you have to throw to freaking Jalen Darden and Scotty Miller. So, you know, to me, am I worried about the Bucks? Not really. I mean, I, I Antonio Brown coming back this week, he is – he, I talk about a guy that's getting a Christmas present this year. It's right. Antonio Brown, you know, vaxxed or unvaxxed. Antonio Brown's on the team. So what are you going to do? And Gronk is still there too. So, you know, they're just going to have to weather the storm. No more Godwin out for the season. I think he's supposed to come back in the playoffs, correct? I, I haven't read up on him. I think that's what they have said, but it, I could be wrong. And then Mike Evans is week to week. So they yep. will hopefully be able to get them back. Fournette's out as well for the season. So, Ronald Jones going to have to step up. But, yeah, that was a freaking brutal, brutal loss for, for you. And and then, obviously, me, um, we can just go over these real quick. Freaking Drew Locke. And no. can we not? Like, the Broncos season is over, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm so done. I'm so out. Like, <laughs> we're just not making the playoffs now. So, we could kill that ticket that we both had for a future Denver to make the playoffs. That was looking pretty solid. Mm. But no chance. I mean, they get the Raiders this week. Like, 
could be just the ugliest shootout or the least efficient quarterbacking you've ever seen. Uh, it's just such a dice roll with that guy from week to week. I mean, he didn't, he doesn't look at the first 10 yards down the field. He, he only throws the ball. It's, there better be at least 15 air yards under that pass for him to be worth it. It's like why they have to run the ball so much because he will not just dump it off. Yeah. That, I mean, the, the play that was at the end of that game. Oh, frick. Oh my goodness. I, I just, I think I texted you and just said that was the most Drew Locke play of all time. There's never been just, a dumber fumble I've ever seen. It was that was absolutely brutal. Uh, and then Seattle, man, Seattle. Oh, we thought we were going to get that backdoor cover on Tuesday night and we just couldn't get there. Seattle had every chance in the world. They played out of their minds on defense. And like I said, you know, I know it's a sore subject, Lewis, but Rashad Penny getting the ball. Not enough. Maybe they're, they're just not able to run the football. No locket was the big problem. Lockett being out was like, they just couldn't do anything on offense. Metcalf was covered up by Ramsey and he had a couple of nice plays, but Seattle, man, they're such a good team and their record does not indicate how good they really are. I mean, they, it's just not working for them at the end of these games. Yeah. I, they just probably the team with one of some of the worst luck this year. Cause you know, it's like, they're one of those teams. I, are they still, I haven't checked your power ratings this week. Are they still top 10 in your power ratings or at least top 12? Like have they dropped down quite a bit? Power ratings this week team. had them at number 11. Yeah. So, I mean, they're just so unlucky this year, obviously, with Russ out for what, five, six weeks, whatever that was. And man, tough, tough year for Seattle. Tough have year them Seattle. Ranked- another, another future ticket that we're not going to hit on the over. Yeah. Wins. Well, had, had the Seahawks and 49ers division, division winners. Yeah. And that's, I a- don't think that's going to be tough. I mean, maybe San Francisco has a miracle outside shot, but. I don't think it's going to happen. And, you know, I mean, I have Seattle ranked higher than the Colts, the 49ers, the Chiefs, the Browns, the Chargers, the Steelers, the Titans, the Bengals, the Ravens. I mean, I have them. I mean, it just by those are by numbers, but numbers don't tell everything. So, you know, we're going to have to get into it this week. And, you know, Maddie, we uh, it is Christmas week. So we're trying to give out some presents, right? We're trying to give out some Hopefully. presents. Me and, me and Lewis have been, have been sickly all all week this week we got to get this out of our system we just we got it out of our system i think we got the loss of bet the narrative we lost you know one and four week for me two and three for you under the weather hit by the way which was so easy oh that was nice but uh but let's let's give out some presents no coal no more coal i got the black line i can't do it (laughs) no more we got to give out some winners so uh but i i'm gonna make you go first Uh, you know i i uh, a horrible win for me, you know, this winning ugly, getting getting the winning week on two and three. But I'm going to punt this week. And we did say last week that we want to do a little, we mentioned some Christmas movies at the end of last episode. Uh, and we want to do maybe a little association with our picks. Uh, maybe shout out some of our favorite Christmas movies, you know, make a little analogy here with our picks. Just something fun to do for Christmas week. Uh, so I want to see where you're going first, mainly because of that. I want to follow your lead on the uh, the movies. Well, I can't. Uh, I mean, I think one of them is going to be pretty funny, but I think that uh, this first one, look, I told you I love the Muppets. I love the Muppet Christmas Carol movie. Uh, it's it's excellent. Tiny Tim gets saved by Michael Caine and uh, as Ebenezer Scrooge. So uh, I'm bringing up the ghost of football's past this week. <laughs> this team needs a victory in the worst way. Everybody's killing them for their decision making. It's the time to hop back on. 
the future AFC North champion Baltimore Ravens are going to win this week. Yep, I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens. I absolutely am. Uh, against the Bengals at, on the road at Cincinnati plus the three. Isn't that a shocker? Let's go. I'm happy it's a shocker. Look, expect the Ravens to get defensive reinforcements this week. Calais Campbell should be back. Jimmy Smith will be off the COVID list. Chris Westry will be off the COVID list. And they'll get some of these dudes back. Is Lamar going to play? Well, he hasn't practiced yet this week. And I think he had a pretty decent chance to play last week. And it was kind of like a game time decision. One more week fully off, and I think Lamar might practice either today on Thursday or tomorrow on Friday and then head out to Cincinnati. He has historically murdered the Bengals. Now, the Bengals did kill the Ravens this year. I mean, they killed them. It was a big win for Cincinnati. But I think it's the perfect spot to fade the Bengals here. They've won one game at home since October. One. We talked about it last week. They were road warriors. They did it again last week. They have won one game at home since October. I think the quarterbacks are going to get killed in this game. These teams are give up the most and the third most sacks in the league. So I expect a really low-scoring game. And that favors, to me, the Ravens, because I trust the Ravens to run the football more than I do Cincinnati. As good of a season as Joe Mixon has had in the last three weeks, Cincinnati's just 3.8 yards a carry. Ravens, five yards a carry, six in the league. So I really, really like that. And this is the first time the Ravens have been an underdog to the Bengals since week one of 2017. They've covered three of the last four meetings as the uh, favorite, obviously. But I just think it's the Ravens' time. They have too much pride to lose four in a row. I don't see another two-point conversion analytical thing going on here this week. I love the Ravens. Yeah, I'm just – I cannot believe those words came out of your mouth. I do like – that we're going – Going against the Bengals, I think they have cooled down a lot since the beginning of the year, um, especially like their defense, uh, their defensive numbers not been as good since like week eight on. This is in my leans. I actually didn't make this pick, shockingly enough, that you're the one taking the Ravens and I'm not. I'm sure you were guaranteeing you thought this was going to be a mind meld, but I did actually end up grabbing them plus three. I found that number, you know, still floating Mm. out there, kind of bouncing between two and a half and three. So I like the side and I agree with like Huntley, Huntley playing or Lamar playing. Um, I still like their chances against uh, the Bengals are just, I don't know that, that everybody's reacted from the blowout earlier this year. And I just think that's when Harbaugh is going to come back even better. And, uh, you know, beating, beating that team two times in a year is, is very hard. I will say as well. I love the under in this game. I think the under yeah. is a lock stock and barrel. I'm going against my numbers this week. Uh, I have the Bengals minus nine and a half. Now again, extreme ends as we know, but that's not enough to sway me off of this game. It's the first game I saw. Actually, it's the second game I saw uh, on the board this week. This was going to be my number two, but there is a little sketchiness with the Ravens as far as if Lamar is going to play. So I'm going to wait it out for a little bit longer. Maybe Lamar plays. If Lamar plays, the number will go up to, you know, probably Bengals minus one and a half, maybe, I would imagine, once they get that confirmed news, maybe even to pick them. So I'm, I'm going to wait a little bit longer, but I do like the under a lot. Okay. I like that pick. I like where we're starting off here. Lena All right, Matt. We, we got some dogs coming off the top. I, I want to hear your creativity and your in your Christmas themes. Well, the, this one, this one's ugly. And, and there's a certain guy we were talking about him at the top of the show. I mean, I'm sure he thought he was going to have a great holiday. He thought things were going to be going swell for him. And then it, the week leading up to it, things just go awry. He's got all all his normal people aren't in there. All his crazy families in. I mean, Brady. Brady is Clark Griswold right now and Christmas vacation with cousin Eddie coming in. Like cousin Eddie is Antonio Brown coming back. 
and he's got none of his normal people that he wants there. He's got all the loony bin people coming in, all the secondary people. And that's why we're going to take the Carolina Panthers plus oh. ten and a half points going against Clark Griswold's Tom Brady. Crazy Christmas that's going to be happening. Uh, t- way too many points in it. The total in this game is 44. And you have one side getting ten and a half points. I know that they can't, you know, it. Cam is supposed to be getting the start, but we're also apparently going to see Sam Darnold play. That's why I also had for this movie, I also had a, uh, this is a little year without a Santa Claus. You've got yeah. the heat miser and snow miser, the heat miser and snow miser of Cam Newton and, and Sam Darnold. Just like Sam Darnold's hair is like, if I Sam hope Darnold's Sam Darnold miser. comes out, looks like that. Like he's got like the super Saiyan hair that the heat miser has. That's that's, that would be fantastic. And Cam Newton's just got icy hands. Can't throw the ball, but glides down yeah. the field. Like with smoothness, you know, can run yeah, the ball, his dreads. His dreads are like icicles. It'll be yes, so good. Exactly. So, but I, I just think again, ten and a half points against a super banged up um, Tampa Bay team. We, you know, we see that they're not their best, especially on the road uh, without their perfect kind of pieces in place. Obviously, like you said, there's a chance Evans is going to play, but it's a hamstring issue. I have a hard time seeing them risk him playing right now, like when they're, you know, they're in the playoffs and they just want to get him healthy. You know, not having Godwin right now, so you'd probably just rest Evans this week. You go with Brown and Gronk um, and Ronald Jones. So just hopefully Carolina and Carolina could get after the passer. Carolina plays, you know, man-to-man defense. And they, they could cover those guys. They can double up either Gronk or Brown on any given play and try and get some pressure there. They're top of the league in pressure rate um, in the NFL as far as percentage of snaps. So um, they could get after Brady here. And I'm just hoping to get 10 and a half points in a total of 44 at just mm. in a divisional game. It just feels like too many points. Ugly though. Don't think about the quarterbacks. Don't think about the quarterbacks. For yeah. Just play the number. I, I agree. I don't think you can think about the quarterbacks this week because you know, who is he thrown to? There's not much there. I mean, Antonio Brown is Antonio Brown is, uh, you know, going to be back, but is he going to be rusty? We don't know. Uh, I cannot take this game. I just, there's no way I can trust the Panthers because you could have trusted the Panthers last week. Could you? I mean, the Panthers Four. played excellent against against Buffalo. I thought they played really well defensively. They didn't have a kicker. They didn't have a kicker. I mean, that literally cost them the whole game. When Zane Gonzalez went, I go, oh, no. I mean, that, that, are we going to see P.J. Walker kick an extra point this week? I mean, seriously. So, I mean, God bless you going there. It's the right play, though. Home divisional dog. Ugly. So ugly. 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 Line's number five. Well, I'm glad it's number five because that, that should be. Uh, number four. <laughs> okay so you know what uh you remember in in elf okay when uh when buddy the elf calls walter and he says how'd you get a number and he says oh my god it works it's really you i think uh i think instead of buddy the elf it's naggy the elf that's what <laughs> i really think it is he's calling up andy reed he's like they left me an emergency list I, I, there's a horrible noise coming out of my offense. It's terrible. Uh, Nagy the elf this week. I'm taking the Seahawks minus six and a half at home against the, the Bears. I, I, there's nothing the Bears can do. The Bears oh. offense is is so putrid. It's it's disgusting. Uh, look at these numbers. 29th in passer rate. Second most sacks allowed. 31st in third down offense. 29th in red zone offense. Minus 13 turnover differential. Yeah, it's pretty easy. It's <laughs> a pretty easy one. I'm, I'm not screwing around this week. Seattle's at home. They've played an absolutely brutal schedule. The, the Seahawks have only played three games with teams below 500. 
They're two and one in those games. They beat Houston and Jacksonville. They lost to Washington football team on the road. And to be honest, Washington's still alive for a playoff spot. So, I mean, they are below 500, but barely. Um, so, you know, with, with this, I just think Seattle has a really good matchup against that. They're going to get Tyler Lockett back. That is massive for them. But their keys to success have been running the football. They're the best team the last three weeks in the reg, in the NFL in yards per carry. They're averaging 5.6 yards a, a carry. Uh, getting Alex Collins back to, you know, give them a little bit more depth there. DJ Dallas. Uh, and uh, Rashad Penny, valiant effort against the Rams, but not to be. They're also getting Adrian Peterson probably back this week, so they'll have four healthy running backs, uh, whatever he does and help. But, you know, the defense of Seattle has played much better too. Fifth in the league, the red zone defense the last three weeks. They're also third in yards per carry a lot. The Bears are – I mean – and then I just wrote on one of my notes, I just wrote Nagy. That's all I wrote, and that's all I need to tell you. Nagy the Elf, what's your favorite color? Uh, it's going to be a red L for Christmas this week. Uh, Seahawks minus six and a half at home. Wow. That feels like a big number. I just, I'm, I still like, I, I do not feel ever feel comfortable betting Seattle as a favorite. Not this year. Like just with the way that things have been going and, and how they're just always, I mean, notoriously over the years, they've been like a one possession game team. So getting that up at six and a half, but I mean, if there's any teams to go against right now, it is the bears. Cause they are, I mean, they're, they're, you know, there's some of these teams at the bottom that are kind of scrapping and clawing. Obviously we're seeing the lions or, you know, but it's a hard coach team. I, I feel like I feel like the, you know the Bears and Nagy they they really are rolling over Nagy knows he's he's got his nails in the coffin basically that got got three three more nails left week 16 17 and 18 and then he's going to be closed out and get out of there forever so yep. you know it's the right team to fade against but I just that's a lot of points they're closing up the workshop but I'll tell you what it is a lot of points but Seattle beat I mean when you play bad teams remember I just I mean Seattle just hasn't played anybody bad I mean and the Bears are really bad like. Jacksonville, they played at home. They beat them by like 24 points with Geno Smith, mind you. And then they played Houston on the road. Everybody was like, oh, that's a pretty good number for Houston. What did they get? Nine and a half points. They covered the number easily. And yeah, it was a close game, but they covered the number. I just think they're going to cover the number. I just can't. Their defense is playing really. They have a lot of, you don't realize how many like pieces, like underrated pieces the Seahawks have. You know, and they had so many guys out with COVID this week. So yeah, it's a short week, but they're they're playing at home. It's a short week for the Bears too. They played on Monday night as well. So, you know, I'm going to take Seattle. Number four, Maddie. Number four. Well, I, you might have saw this one coming because I think that ah, man, I don't want to get on the other side of the horse that we've been riding for a long time. But this feels like a a revenge game from something that a team is not too happy about. <laughs> and we are going to have to take the Buffalo Bills getting two and a half points against the New England Patriots. In this movie, I will equate to uh, a, a new favorite of mine. Again, I just I mentioned, it, I believe, a couple weeks ago, just watched it for the first time, Jingle All the Way, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fantastic movie. I don't know if either of you have seen it, but I'm going to make this analogy here for anybody that has seen it. Uh, you know, Josh Allen... Arnold Schwarzenegger's character in the movie, he's he has to make up for lost time with the son. He wasn't there. He's making up for mistakes like in week 14 when they didn't win the game at home. And he's got to go get the Turbo Man, the Tur Turbo Man action figure, best superhero of all time. And eventually through his struggles and travels, he needs to become Turbo Man. And I need Josh Allen this week to be Turbo Man out in the field. And he needs to be able to beat this defense. He needs to be able to run the ball better. I mean, he hasn't been running as well. And he needs to do it all. He needs to put everything on his back this, this game because it's really going to rely on them 
outscoring the Patriots. They cannot have another 14 in the game. Josh Allen needs to come out, show up. Um, good numbers supporting uh, Allen in this spot. As a road dog in his career, Allen is 9-3-2 and two against the spread. Um, and like I said, I just think that the public is going to be backing the Patriots after, after the game from weeks ago, but obviously totally different stance, uh, circumstances without the weather, without 50-mile-an-hour wind gusts going to be in New England. So um, if Josh Allen can be Turbo Man this weekend, I think that they come out with a win. So let's look at the, those numbers and see where they're at right now, because now the line is actually moving down. It's now down to minus two. So, um, so number moving in favor of the Bills. 56% of the bets are on the Patriots. 51% of the money is on the Patriots. The tickets are really split right. down the middle here. I mean, this is this is tough. I think you got to throw numbers out the window in this game. This is going to be for the AFC East yeah. division title. Um, uh, it's supposed to be the season of perpetual hope, togetherness, you know, brotherhood, all this great stuff. And you got to make me do this and go head to head this week. Oh, do you? there uh, it is. You, you got to make me do this. Because it's home alone with Mac Jones this week. He's the little kid. He's going to set a bunch of booby traps for the Buffalo Bills this week. I absolutely love the Patriots. It's a perfect timing loss for the Patriots to lose to the Colts. I think that really recalibrated them. I, I really They played as bad a first half as you could play, Lewis. And uh, I, I really like the idea. I really like the idea here that they come hey. back. Both, yeah. Don't make me don't make me make this the bet the narrative pick. You got to really do it again. Now, my boy, don't make me make this the bet. I got something else, but don't make me make this the bet. The, the Patriots or the Bucks, we know. <laughs> Closeted Patriots fan. I love it. I love it. I I he ha I have seen him in the Randy Moss jersey, so it's true. Uh, and now you're getting an extra half a point, Lewis. Extra half a point here. Um, perfect timing though. Perfect timing. Look, they played as bad a half as you could play. The Bills, again, in the weather, stunk. Like, their offense was not good. They struggled, again, playing one half of football. And this weather, it's not going to be as bad, certainly, but the weather does call for rain. It does call for 12 to 15-mile-an-hour winds. It's going to be 42 degrees. It's not going to be a nice day, you know, in Foxborough. So, to me, you know, again, they refuse to run the football. They cannot do it. And here's one of the big keys. Uh, our, the the unvaccinated warrior Cole Beasley uh, is out for this game, so uh, so I think that's huge because that would have been such a big spot for the Bills to exploit the Patriots. Jonathan Jones has been out all year. Their best nickel corner cover, uh, nick, nickel corner cover, nickel cover corner. Say that five times fast. Um, but now Cole Beasley being out, they don't have that slot guy to kill the Patriots with. So both teams are angry, but which teams will stay composed? And it ain't going to be McDermott. I'm telling you, he's going to get the red ass. He always does. He will be Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. He, you'll see him just screaming out like he's Bill Burr. He looks just like him with the red nose. And listen, this is Bill Burr's town. This is Foxborough. So it ain't going to work with Sean McDermott right here doing that. I mean, this, this is going to be a very close game. These teams are very evenly matched. But my numbers say to take the Patriots. I had these lines this week uh, had Patriots minus 10 and a half. That's wow. what it had. Yep. Patriots minus 10 and a half. And remember, we have added in, we have weighted in much more recent games now. The recent games are, are adding on to this. 
the Patriots are still really good recently. The one thing they haven't done well is against the run. We know that. Bill's going to run the football? I don't see it. Patriots minus two and a half. Yeah, well, I agree that these teams are close, which is why I'll take the points in this matchup. So, man, we <laughs> got to go head to head. Um, uh, what, what, are they are they playing on Christmas Day? Are there? Are they want to? No, they're not. A no, Saturday no, game. that's a, Packers and Browns. Packers. Okay, and Browns. so we can get through. We can get through our holiday together nicely and have another festivus post Christmas. Yeah, there we go. So we'll have somebody will have a grievance this year. Number three, Maddie. Number three, I have a different. Home alone, and Al Lewis has his hand. Uh, we have breaking news. He Dalvin, has that comment on this game. Dalvin Cook to the COVID reserve list. Breaking news. Just so you know. I don't know if that changes any of your picks whatsoever. I just want you to know. Go in and see something to mull over. Okay. okay. Um. Wow. All right. Uh, back to that. I have a different home alone pick because we have a home team that nobody's betting on. We have a home team that's all alone. They have a public dog on the other side of the Colts. Everybody is all oh. over the Colts. So we are going to take the Arizona Cardinals wow. at home alone with nobody backing them at minus one. After everybody sees the Colts take down the Patriots last week, they think they're unstoppable now. Everybody knows Jonathan Taylor's name by this point because he's been absolutely lighting up the league. But I think Arizona, I think a super emotional win um, for the Colts last week, Arizona losing as a double digit favorite to the lions. Uh, and there's, there's a lot of numbers to back up um, these big favorites when they, they fail to cover teams that fail to cover by 24 points. So the spread difference uh, between the, the, the numbers they are laying and what they lost by, they didn't cover by 24 points. Historically, those teams go in the next week, 106, 62 and two against the spread, which is 63% teams that have a winning percentage over 500 um, that end up losing by the 24 points of cover, 52-24 against the spread, 68%. And when this happens from week 14 on with teams with winning percentages, and again, not covering 24 points, 17-4, and 81% historically. So I think this is a, a, a perfect buy low, sell high. Like I said, Colts have 67% of the tickets, 95% of the money. Mm. Everybody is all over the Colts. The number is moving down closer. Again, last week, if the line, if the Lions don't beat the Cardinals, and maybe it's a closer game, maybe even if the Colts lose outright to the Patriots, it's probably a, a Cardinals minus three, three and a half, four, maybe. So getting this all the way down to one, I think, is an overreaction. Um, you know, essentially a pick, and we just got to just got to win this game uh, by hopefully more than a point, just to not get the push. But I will take the Arizona Cardinals here. Home alone, home alone, huge overreaction. That's in my leans, Cardinals. I mean, I think that that is a hundred. That's a great pick. I very late in the in Sunday around 1230 got on the Cardinals minus 12 and a half. I said, there's no way that the Lions are going to be able to stick in this game without Swift, without Hawkinson. That was the most shocking win ever. I mean, sure. like, I, I I mean, not ever, but this season. No, I would say Jags over Bills was more shocking. Nine that to six was Jags very Bills shocking. Was, was crazy. But at least that game was close. The Lions blew them out. They blew them out. I mean, that was stunning to me that that happened. So shout out that Craig Reynolds guy who's an, who's like the uh, – remember old uh, Toby Gerhardt from Stanford a, a long, long time ago? That was like shades of that. Like, yeah. <laughs> where did he come from? Peyton Hillis 
or whoever you want to put out there. I mean, seriously. So, you know, that was pretty incredible. I do love that pick a lot. I think the Cardinals will bounce back here. I think the Colts are much better. The, the Colts are, are good at home. Um, and honestly, they're probably a good weather team on the road as well. But the one thing that scares me is that is Arizona doing exactly what they did last year and just falling off, you know, yeah. in December. But no, I like that. Not bad. I, I do worry about them petering out towards the end of the year. I have some numbers on that as well. Kingsbury, Kingsbury in his career in the NFL, 18 and eight, the first eight weeks, nine, 11 and two against the spread uh, those weeks thereafter. So not the best numbers, but again, there's still, still nine wins in there. It's not like it's a zero win thing. It's not like he doesn't win and cover in the last eight weeks. So we just got to hope that we're picking out the right one, but definitely not good history alongside of Kingsbury and the Cardinals late in the season. Hmm. Yeah, that's going to be a tough game, but I, it is. I'm probably will be on it with you come uh, come Sunday. So let's ride with that. Uh, m- this is really my number three pick, but the Patriots were my number two. Um, so we've got. I mean, God, we got an ugly sweater party. Is what we got here. That's what we got. Because we got two freaking disgusting teams mm. that I'm going to choose between. And I already know. I mean, one I cannot pick because. I hate them. I freaking hate the Falcons. Give me the Lions plus six and a, plus oh, six wow. at Atlanta. I will not stand for that type of a performance. I will not stand for it. This is the ugly sweater. I hate getting on the Lions. They've been hot. They've won two or three. They beat the Cardinals last week at home. They've won both games that they've played at home. Now they got to go on the road at Atlanta. I think the Denver game in particular, they had so many guys out with COVID for that game, and they were on the road in a tough environment. Atlanta's not a tough environment. Atlanta Atlanta literally just lost their whole entire season last week. Their season is over. They have nothing left to play for. The Lions, I mean, granted, they have nothing to play for, but you can actually see some fight out of the Lions. Like, they have been building something here. Uh, and the fighting Dan Campbell's, did you know the Lions are nine and five against the spread? Nine really? and five against the spread. The Falcons are six and eight. I mean, like, I, I had no idea that was the case. I think the Falcons defense is going to get killed in this game. Listen to this Falcons defense in the numbers 29th in completion percentage. Last three weeks, they're 31st in yards per attempt, 7.7 yards per attempt, 29th in defensive pass rate, last in sacks, 30th. In third down defense, 31st in red zone defense. Look, the Lions aren't great either. Let's not get that twisted. But here's an interesting stat. The last five games that the Lions have given up 350 yards to opposing teams, the next week they went 5-0 and against the spread. Interesting number. Hmm. They've also done a great job running the football. They've had 100 yards rushing the last three weeks in a row. And DeAndre Swift is coming back this week. So – I love the Lions in this spot. I think they play inspired football. They may not win the game. They may lose the game. But there's no way I'm trusting the Falcons to blow out anybody. So I will take the Lions playing inspirational, time of inspirational season, perpetual hope, giving the whole nine works. They are the Salvation Army. They're going to salvage their season, get a couple of pennies outside of the mall, and get a win in Atlanta. Wow. Yeah, that is that is an ugly sweater. You don't want I mean, talk about corner TV like you're going to waste your <laughs> holiday weekend worrying about these two teams. I mean, that's brutal. 
God bless you. you. I don't know. That's the Lions are getting hot right now. And I just feel like it'd be like we're hopping back on. Ah, that's that's tough for me. That one's tough. God bless us, everyone. Tiny Tim and the Lions going at it. I love it. All right, Maddie, number two. Number two. Oh man. I I I almost I'm almost leaning out of this one to go back and, and actually make your Ravens a mind meld after the update that our great producer, Lou Paracone, just gave us. But I am going to stick with the Minnesota Vikings plus three against the Rams. I just, I, I, you know, they've still got Alexander Madison. They can still hopefully get run the rock a little bit. Hopefully he doesn't end up on the COVID list. Hopefully Cook clears COVID by the time that this game comes around. Obviously we are running out of time for that, but um, it, it could happen. I, I just think fading the Rams after after a, a late week win that, you know, they beat Seattle and they kind of, again, they won that one ugly and they've just, I don't know, they haven't looked crisp and they, they can't stop the run at all. They cannot stop the run. So that's, I'm leaning, hoping that the Vikings can control the ball here um, and, and that they could just run the rock and, and bully them around in the trenches. But I, I just, you know, you'd like taking Minnesota at home plus three. Oh, and, and, and the movie pick. I had a couple, if this game was going to be outdoors, it was just going to be Rudolph the Red-Nosed Rainer because of what Mike Zimmer's face looks like when he's outdoors, like in Lambeau Field. Uh, it is just as red as Rudolph's nose. But this one, I'm going to say it's, it's a Christmas story. And, and and Sean McVay, Sean McVay for all these years, was just asking for a Red Rider BB gun. All he wanted was that Red Rider BB gun quarterback that could go out there and sling it. And he finally got it. And you know what happens sometimes is, is you end up you end up shooting your eye out with that BB gun, and Stafford has just made mistakes too many times this year. Hopefully, I think he's going to shoot himself in the eye this week. Hopefully, through a couple through a couple picks, turn the ball over a little bit. Uh, but I really, I just think that Minnesota hopefully control the ball on offense, run the rock, um, and take it to. And I, I think Jefferson's a better matchup on Ramsey than some of these other like you know the taller, bigger, bigger wide receivers. Not that Jefferson is undersized, but. I just think he's too, he's much crisper of a route runner, a little faster that he will have some success against Ramsey. Unlike we see him lock down guys like Metcalf and um, some of these other bigger receivers. <laughs> I love, I just love the analogy. Like, you know, when you come from LA, you've never been to Minnesota. So you might stick your tongue on a pole yeah. and get it stuck. You know, like you never seen snow before. I mean, that's a really hard game. That's a really, yeah. I was talking to my brother last night. My brother's a huge Vikings fan and he's just been become so bitter. He wants Zimmer fired. He wants Kirk gone. Like he said, he had so much hope coming into this year. And this, this was the last season he was going to have any hope. And he said, if they don't make the playoffs, like it, it's, it's done. Like we're, we got to move on. And we came up with this analogy. The Vikings rooting for the Vikings is like, locking your keys in the car, but still having your, your window down a little bit where you can get your arm in, but you can't re quite reach the lock to unlock the door. Like it's very much like that. They tease you and tease you and you've, you're, you're inches away and you just can't get to your keys. And, and the Vikings have just been that thing this year. They played off. I mean, that, that was probably one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen on Monday night. I don't know if you saw the, the can of corn interception that Kirk threw up on Monday. It was, <laughs> it was brutal. Yeah, I, I did not. I did not. I didn't watch that game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's been, he's been bad. I'm hoping that he's not the BB gun is going to shoot his eye out, but he definitely <laughs> could be. He definitely could be. Kirk Cousins seems like that type of guy. That is a bold pick. It's a game I don't want any part of, especially the fact that the Rams and Vikings are both on short weeks. So, you know, Godspeed, my friend, you know, I hope uh, 
I hope you get some gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That's all I can say with that one. That's a toughie. Um, okay, number one. Probably drop some music here. Uh, we're going to take the number one pick is also pretty ugly. Very black and blue game. But we like the Heat Misers. The hottest team in the league. In the hottest place in the league. Monday night, Miami Dolphins, plus three. They call him Heat Miser. Whatever he touches melts in his clutches. Bear down, Dolphins plus three at the Saints. Fade, fade, fade the Sunday night winner. 100%. Are we really going to give credit to the Saints for scoring nine points? Are we really going to do that? No, we're not, which is why we're going to mind meld this number one Let's pick yet again. Let's freaking go. I cannot believe that we – this is – this for me, I, this is this is home alone too because, oh, no, Kate, we did it again. We're betting on Tua Tagovailoa and the Dolphins. Oh, no, we did it again. Oh, we're back after the early season love of, of Tua. We're, we, we, we made this mistake that or this was going to be a Grinch pick because this is just – I don't – this is just makes makes Ugh. you Grinchy making this pick. <laughs> Ugh. Um, my heart loses loses three sizes, you know. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So uh, the reason I like the Dolphins, though, look, both teams coming off of physical games versus divisional opponents. The Dolphins have really only had one game on the road where they got blown out, and that was against Tampa back in Week Five. Other than that, they've played a lot of close games on the road. Obviously, they've won what six in a row now. Is it? Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I think that they, as hot as they are. It was a good time for them to get tested. The Jets had them on the ropes. The Jets had tried as hard as they could. I was pleasantly surprised at how good the Jets were on Sunday. I thought I, with the, with the uh, interception, the pick six late, I thought, man, the Jets might actually win this game. And uh, the resiliency of how about Duke Johnson coming out and having a massive game for the Dolphins against the Jets. It's going to be really hard to run the ball, though, in this game. And that's why getting Jalen Waddle back is so important for the, for the Dolphins here. Because the Saints have allowed 175 yards a game to wide receivers this season. That's third most in the NFL. I'm not going to lie to you. Both of these offenses uh, have been – or defenses, rather, have been really good. Um, defensive completion percentage the last three weeks. Miami's the number one team in the league. New Orleans is number four. But in terms of completion percentage on offense – Miami's number one in the league the last three weeks. New Orleans is number 30. Number 30. It's not like they're really running the football either. Both teams across the board have been some of the best defenses that have uh, happened over the last three weeks. I just think Miami, at the end of the day, they have not faced a good offense in eight weeks. But I don't think we can consider this New Orleans offense a good offense. Miami has forced 12 turnovers in the last six games. They're going to continue to do that and get after the ball. Tua, just take care of the football. I think using Mike Gesicki in this in this game will be critical. I think getting Jalen Waddle out in space will be critical. And I think the Dolphins, plus three, I think the Dolphins, money line on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I love that pick. I mean, I really do. I think that there's the Dolphins are just not getting respect still. I mean, they're, they're, they're red hot, and I'm not going to be giving respect to the Saints, especially not their offense, like we said. I mean, and, and, and another another update is that I believe Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill are both on the COVID list right now. So, yeah. Oh God, my goodness, who's God, starting? 
God knows who's starting for the Saints. I mean, this is this is I'm very glad I actually just locked it in right before the show, right before that news came out. So this line's definitely going to move. So hopefully you got your three or your three and a half. Wait, wait. Does that mean Ian Book might start? Potentially. <laughs> oh, but it's here the backup. Dan. Now we're going oh, against oh, the shoot. backup again. I, for, I did forget Damn. about that. Damn. I don't Damn. know. I don't know. I don't feel so great about it now, but <laughs> I think we'll be okay with you. I think we'll do all right. I think so too. It was six round pick Ian book. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, yeah. Heat misers home alone too. We did it again Tua, don't fail me now Tua. don't be a good AFC East representative, please, please. <laughs> okay. Uh, any leans this week, Matty? I got four of them. So, yeah. So I, I have a few as well. I said Baltimore on my leans. Um, wanted to go right back with Pittsburgh, ten and a half against Tough. the Chiefs. I feel like we're getting a little greedy on them. So is I gotta that go game? That. Is that ten and a half? I, I I thought that number had come down pretty significantly. Uh, it might wow. have with all the with all the COVID news as well, which is just another like we are yeah, it's down to, so down hard to eight. Final week. Okay, it's down to okay. eight now. So, um, yeah, geez. Yeah. That makes it even harder. Like that, the 10 and a half would have been easier. And then there's two, two other ugly 10 and a half. So I, I had a bunch of them written down. I ended up going with Carolina, but <laughs> Washington, I cannot talk myself into. Oh, that's tough. And I was a lot closer to talking myself into the giants, which is just so ugly. They are just such a poison. They just like, I don't know why they creep into my head all the time. Like they're going to be able to do anything. But, um, how about the fact that I, I heard this stat last week that, uh, Devonte Booker, like, with how bad Saquon's been, like Devonte Booker had more yards on less carries than Saquon last week. I same know the line, same game. Like they, he's just not good. He's just not a good running back. Not a good I, number two overall pick. I, I just noticed that last week. I said the Giants are running Devonte Booker an ungodly amount and taking Saquon out of the game, and he's doing well. He's more wasn't efficient. like he wasn't, but Saquon. I mean. They had Mike Glennon throwing him that screen pass that he caught was one nice play. But, like, outside of that, they're using him more in the passing game than anything else, which is Whoa. very odd to me. Miami line update. Oh, Miami shoot. down to minus one. Four points of movement. Wow, I'm so glad I locked that in early. Wow, me too. I mean, we are – that's talking about CLV there for us, Dan. I, yeah, I grabbed about a plus three at minus one fifteen. Where is that? Where are you crap. seeing? Where are you seeing minus one for Miami? That is on FanDuel for me right now. Wow, that's incredible because I'm still seeing two and a half uh, in some other places. So you know that's incredible. That's really incredible. Um, no, no line move on Minnesota yet. That one's still at three. I mean, we've got like literally breaking news through the show. Uh, Baltimore is is I'm seeing up to plus three, but that's at a minus one eighteen. Um, some definitely some line move happening. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Uh Bet MGM doesn't even have it listed up anymore. Yeah. Miami and, and New Orleans. So that's interesting. Shop around, uh, folks. Shop around with those lines, especially last week. Remember when we gave them out? I mean, uh, how much line movement did we have on Sunday this week? The Ravens line moved tremendously all over the place. The Steelers line moved a bunch. Like it's pretty crazy. Uh, leans this week for me, Arizona, like you said, I really like them. Am I being an idiot and leaning Houston at home uh, with that number against the Chargers? Uh, I think they are – what are they now? I'm trying to find them. They're not plus even – oh, plus, plus 10. 10. Yeah, plus 10 at home. I just – 
you got to be able to run the ball against the Chargers. And I just, I got no faith in anything that the Texans do on offense. So Tough. I don't know. That that one's bad. I, I And Brandon Cooks is yeah, out. Like Yeah, that's that too. That too. That that makes it get out of here. Yeah. Not, too not. much. <laughs> okay. I'm out. Uh, Philadelphia actually is my lean, though. Philadelphia is a big lean for me. I think they're undervalued. I think they're going to kill the Giants. They're they're running the football better than anybody. They really are. And the Giants just can't score. I mean, the Giants just cannot score. Their O-line is going to get killed by that Eagle, Eagle T-line. That might be, honestly, I might get in on that actually quickly because I'm seeing minus nine and a half, minus tens there. And I have a feeling that might even go up. Uh, and then the Raiders, as crazy as that is, it feels like a trap because I'm walking into it, but that game is at Pickham last I checked uh, with the Raiders and the Broncos. Uh, now I'm seeing Raiders minus one and a half actually. So, you know, that line is going to move all over the place. Somehow the Raiders are alive. How can I bet on Drew Lock? I mean, I just, yeah. I can't do that. No, I mean, the Raiders are the side in that game. I, 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 I mulled it over for about 10 seconds. I said, just, there's a lot of other games. There's no bye weeks. There's no, there's a lot of other games to pick from. Just stay out of this one. Cause I don't need to be picking against my team. So, but I, I think the Raiders would be the right side. Yeah. So maybe Raiders, maybe Eagles, probably not Houston and Arizona. We'll probably both be on that on Sunday. Um, let's do the specials. Let's get after it. A special Christmas under the weather. And there's a lot of places you can go, you know, a lot of big games this week. Um, you could go up to Foxborough with the Bills and the Patriots. I think a lot of people will be on that. Uh, no weather in New Orleans, but, you know, there's probably going to be a lot of people on the under with that. Cincinnati, there'll probably be a little bit of wind with Ravens and Bengals. Uh, the most wind I found, though, was in Kansas City. So, uh, And I love the Kansas City home unders because they're always overvalued. So Kansas City at home, this is a low number, though, 44 and a half wow. uh, with Kansas City at home against the Steelers. Here's the thing, though. 61% of the bets are on the over. 58% of the money is on the under. So I really like that. 66 degrees, so a balmy day in Kansas City. But the wind, 17 miles an hour. Uh, is Harrison Bucker going to play this week? Not entirely sure about that for Kansas City. They might be out this week for the Chiefs with uh, COVID protocols. So get some news on that before you lock this in. But Chiefs home unders in their last five are four and one. So uh, I do like the Chiefs Steelers under 44 and a half Steelers will be feisty. There's no question about that, but, and, and I still don't trust Kansas city with, with their offensive issues. So more COVID news with, with Kansas city as well. Not entirely sure what the Travis Kelsey situation is uh, over there either. So we'll see, but uh, the under the weather this week, Pittsburgh at Kansas city under 44 and a half. Well, I'm doing a little bit of live tilting right now because Miami oh, was in the underdog parlay and they are no longer an underdog. So that's crazy. I'm, I'm doing a little bit of scrambling right now. The original I had was a Miami and Buffalo parlay. So I'm debating if I'm signed. Oh, you're, you're scoffing at me. I, I just I'm almost like wanting to just flip everything because Buffalo right now has got no value on no value on this. So I think I'm just going to have to have you guys help me talk through this one because I just I'm kind of lost here. So we're going to start it off. We're going to start it off with Baltimore here because I did. I, again, I was leaning Baltimore. Mm. I like it. And they're plus 128 on the money line. So we're going to start it off with Baltimore. Where else do we like to go from here? I'm thinking like we could go super big and we could say Washington football team plus 360 against Dallas sneaking one out, which would be crazy. Pittsburgh plus 300 against the Chiefs. So just another mm. kind of long shot. 
as much as I pick the Vikings, I don't love the idea of taking them on plus one, you know, plus one forty eight. I just I don't love them in the parlay here. Any can you get dogs? Can you get, you, go ahead. can you get behind one of the cats? Maybe Carolina or Detroit. Oh boy, I love <laughs> how much Dan loves cats and Matt loves birds. That's truly been the theme of this entire season. <laughs> if, if I may really think about it, here. <laughs> from a third from a third party, just listening to all of our picks, just, like, just listening, like damn, Matt loves them birds, man, and Dan loves these cats, boy. You know, I could uh, I could help you with a little bet the narrative if you just want to know. Dan. Oh, why don't you? Oh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Know. And it don't you you guys almost you make me hate it almost. You make me want to change it, but it was Miami. Money line. Ah, I see. And and the story behind that is Buffalo's also going to lose to New England. So that Buffalo and Miami have the same exact record. Wow, that's a pretty good narrative. All right. Boom. You know what? They're also, minus- also, somebody bring up Bad Santa. Can we talk about Bad Santa? That's the best Christmas movie. Come on. Bad Santa. Who, who would be bad? Who's Santa drunk is? this week? Who's who's gonna be drunk? Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians is drunk. AB's got them all hopped up. John Gruden's not in the league anymore, or else that would be the obvious pick. But uh, maybe that, maybe just Santa. all right. Bad Santa, the drunk game of the week, Jacksonville and the Jets. That's got to be. Yeah, that's that's the that. you have to be drunk to watch that game. You have to be drunk to watch that game. That's bad Santa. We're we're just gonna pull strings this week. Then we're gonna make it. I'm gonna dump Buffalo out of there now because now I got the Oracle telling me other things. So I won't put them in the money line parlay. We're gonna cover that spread on the two points. But we will go Baltimore plus one twenty eight and Miami. It's not an underdog, but it's basically a pick 'em minus one sixteen, a meager plus three twenty four on the money line parlay. But we're where, gonna settle with that this week because I just don't like going anywhere else. Where right do now. we where do we land on the Raiders? Oh yeah, I think I I said that earlier. I think the Raiders are the right side in that game. I do not like the Broncos with Drew Locke, and they had their little hot streak there in the middle part of the season. I think it's just yeah. going to be not great. Lewis, are you suggesting something very interesting for Christmas? Are you suggesting an extra team in the money line parlay this week? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. I'm not, I may the, be, I'm not putting the Raiders in my parlay. I may <laughs> be putting in a Miami New England Raiders parlay. Oh my goodness. I'm just saying. Now we're getting I'm, crazy. I, I, I'm not saying take it. I'm just saying it may be in mind for a very respectable unit or two. That is all. That's it. That's well, it. We all know how lose extra picks. Yeah. They're not good. They're not good. It's true. But they have Which to makes me makes me a little nervous. Makes me a little nervous. But I will say this. So for those following the wild map that we just sent you on, uh, you will get the under the weather, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, under 44 and a half. The money line parlay will be Miami and Baltimore. Very interesting. And the bet the narrative is the Miami Dolphins, what, minus one and a half? Well, it was minor, peck minus, up, whatever it before is. The, the line moved, but, you know. Before uh, line. So if you can get Miami, we'll give you Miami because I am still seeing Miami at plus two and a half in a lot of places. So, you know, it might it's going to bounce. It's going to be I mean, we're, we bounce. just had the news, so it's going to be yeah. totally different by the time this show even comes out. Right. So when you get that, see if you can find Miami as a dog 
and absolutely hammer it on Moneyline Parlay and the uh, wow. We have a triple mind melt with the with the Miami. That's Dolphins. why I really abort, don't like abort, it abort. <laughs> I really don't like it anymore. <laughs> you both said Miami number one pick, and I'm looking at the top of my paper. I'm like, ah, shoot. This is no good. <laughs> Just throw it out. Throw it all out. Oh, Take tough. the Raiders pick them. That is tough. That is tough. Maybe okay. So maybe then the teaser might be this week: Miami, Baltimore, Raiders. This week. Okay. Don't hate that. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. And a partridge in a pear tree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh Maddie. I hope you have a fantastic Christmas this week, my friend. Can we run down the picks really quick before we say goodbye? Yes. So for our picks this week, we've got Carolina plus 10 and a half against Tampa Bay, Buffalo plus two and a half against your new England Patriots, Arizona at home, minus one uh, taking on the Colts, Minnesota at home plus three against the Rams and Miami at a mystery number, uh, anywhere from plus three to minus one. Uh, we're taking the plus three in that because me and you both had the CLB. Yeah, so we have I to agree. give ourselves credit. Like we were sharp enough to bet it. So Miami plus three, uh, Monday night against the Saints. Did you bet the money line on Miami as well? I didn't you... get that one in, in time. I'm mad. Okay. I'm what upset. are you going to do? I, I, I did get it in plus 145. So I am pretty happy about that. Uh, my picks this week Ravens plus three at the Bengals, the ghost of football's past. We're betting against Nagy the Elf, Seahawks minus six and a half against the Bears. Uh, Ugly sweater game, Lions plus six at the Falcons. Home alone with Mac Jones and the Patriots minus two and a half at a head-to-head versus Maddie. And uh, the Heat Miser, Mind Meld, home alone two, Dolphins plus three at New Orleans. The under the weather is Pittsburgh, Kansas City under 44 and a half. The Magic Moneyline parlay, Maddie. Uh, final is we're going to say it's it's Baltimore and Miami. Just get the best bet the best number on Miami you can get. Excellent. And the bet the narrative this week from our esteemed Oracle producer, Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. You know I hate it so much. Now <laughs> <laughs> you like it. Thanks but, for sharing. You know, you but know? there were so many weeks before where I hated the pick and it hit. Lou, you don't make the narrative. You just find it. I just follow the story. That's it. So it's it's not yours to be made. It's, it's just you're it. just reading the tea leaves. That's it. Uh, That's I hope we. Uh, I hope we don't get blasted with mentions when we're all on the Miami on Monday night when the tweets go out. You know, and it was that. Hey, we're we're both. Are you fading? Four. Are you fading or 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 tailing the entire Sunday card podcast <laughs> on Monday? So God bless us, everyone, folks. Lewis, have a Merry Christmas, my friend. God bless. Stay safe. Get healthy. Merry Chrysler. Until I see you next. (laughs) Maddie. uh, Oh, oh, no, I will definitely be swinging by. I am back in Connecticut already. So it's uh, it's glad it's good to be back in the great north. And uh, hopefully we'll have these uh, the 12 days of Christmas will be playing on on uh, repeat this week. So Maddie, uh, enjoy the eggnog. Oh, I will. We're going to, we're getting right into the, the spike stuff very soon here. We're going to go just clean the whole apartment, get ready. We got all the Christmas presents wrapped. They're under the tree. I mean, we just got to do a little cleaning and we are just full holiday send for the rest of this week. And all I got to do is make a little rib roast and mashed potatoes, but I get, Ooh. I get a lot of, I get a lot of joy out of that. I do love me a good prime rib on, on, uh, on Christmas. That is having that cook for a few hours. Doesn't does the body good. I must mm. say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your Christmas time. Enjoy the football. 
Packers Browns on Christmas Day. That'll be a lot of fun. By the way, if you listen to, I mean, you're not going to be able to listen to it before, but uh, Thursday night game, love the 49ers as well against the Titans. Mm. But uh, I'm sorry, Titans against the 49ers. I apologize. We, we have two Christmas Day games. That Cardinals, that Cardinals uh, Colts game is Christmas Day. So Cardinals, That's Carl right. Murray's got to bring me some presents, hopefully. I, I hope so. That'll be a lot of fun. So, we hope you get everything you want for Christmas this year. No coal in the stocking. We're trying not to give it to you. Hopefully give you a couple extra bucks in your pocket to uh, spend on uh, on New Year's. Uh, maybe go out, have a banger upper, and enjoy it. For Matty Ice, Matty C. Matt Silberth, and for our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper, Lou Paracone, I am Dan Zampano. We thank you for listening, and a happy holidays on the Sunday card.